0: Hello and welcome to a very Christmassy We Love Books. While well, the presents are wrapped, the stockings are hung, the hot chocolate is on the hob, I would say it's time to relax, settle down and enter the wonderful world of kids' books with a festive twist. Today I'm chatting to someone who has very close ties to the man of the moment. Greg Clark actually works directly with Santa Claus and he's written a very special Christmas book all about a North Pole adventure so we'll be hearing from him a little later on. And you might remember that last year we had Santa himself in the We Love Books headquarters. Now this year is a little bit different. We're all socially distancing, so we thought it'd be best if we rang old Saint Nick for a chat, very sensible, on the phone, and we'll hopefully be able to get through to him later on. But first, in a very unusual year, what are you lot most looking forward to about Christmas 2020?
1: Opening presents. It's gonna be a surprise. I'm hoping for a Mighty Bot Tower. It's for when they sell three bad
2: missions. Probably seeing my family, because I haven't seen them for that long. Like my granny and granddad have only seen them like once this year. I'm into Mallory Towers, so I hope I get some of those and some Christmassy books that maybe I haven't read.
1: I'm looking forward to Christmas movies. If I do finish The Prisoner of Azkaban, I want to watch The Prisoner of Azkaban movie. I am hoping to see my cousins that I've not saw in a long time somewhere too far away for us to go but i don't know how my cousin from spain they moved to spain before corona so that now they have to stay in it i'm looking forward to seeing what santa's got me a total surprise and i might know a few things because last year i learned a few tricks from santa like Um, If you really, really want something and you don't have it on your Santa's list. Last year I was at a bookshop and then I really wanted a polar bear teddy but I couldn't get it. And then on Christmas day I found that exact teddy wrapped up in star wrapping paper in my stocking. And the holidays from school. Um, Spend time with my family and I think um, we might be going to my cousin's house. I'm looking forward to snow, presents and sneaking down to see Santa. Uh, It's going to look different than other Christmases. Because you're not going to be able to have more than three households in one place. I am going to play with my new toys. Play with my new toys and eat all of the
0: cakes. All of the cakes, indeed. Well, I'm looking forward to that myself, I can tell you. Well, without further ado, let's give Santa a call and let's see if he's got a message for Christmas 2020. When ringing the magical realm for media inquiries and interviews, it's usually quite easy to get through. You call the switchboard, which is run by the Tooth Fairy and all of our helper fairies, and they put you through. However, due to the coronavirus, all the fairies are working from home and they've left the gremlins in charge of answering the calls. (laughs) This is good, because gremlins are weirdly immune to the virus, they are very strange little creatures, but they do have some benefits, so I'll give them a ring, but I don't expect this to go terribly well. The gremlins are notoriously tricksy. can you please connect me to Santa in the North Pole?
3: Santa? Who's who?
0: You know, big guy, white beard, red suit.
3: Ah, yeah, Santa. (laughs) One minute, I'll put you through.
0: Will you? Because it kind of sounds like you won't. No, no, I will. You can trust me, I'm a gremlin. Do you have your fingers crossed behind your back? (laughs) Maybe. Hold, please. Please hold.
2: Your call is being transferred. Well, hello there. I'm the Easter Bunny. The
0: Easter Bunny? Ugh, this isn't right at all.
2: And that means you've reached the Easter Bunny hotline. All our little bunnies are busy at present preparing the perfect Easter delights for 2021. It's going to be simply delicious. If you would like to tell us about your favourite Easter treats, press 1. If you love fluffy cottontails, press 2. If you think my voice is velvety like chocolate, press 3. For all other inquiries, hold a wish in your heart and blow it out like a bubble. Have a magical day, kids. And don't forget, spring is just around the corner.
0: Well, that was a disaster. I'm going to try Santa again, but in the meantime, let's get some of your reviews of Christmas books. First up, we have Florence, and she read The Miracle on Ebenezer Street by Catherine Doyle. Hi, my name is Florence Cashman, and I'm 10 years old.
2: I read The Miracle on Ebenezer Street by Catherine Doyle. The book is about this boy's father who doesn't really like Christmas, and His wife passed away three years ago on Christmas, and he's become a bit of a Scrooge. So he still likes Christmas, but he wants his father to get back in the Christmas mood. The main characters is uh, a boy called George and his father called Hugo. And one of my favorite characters is Nana Flowne, not just because she has the same name as me, but she was very adventurous, and she was very kind, and she helped George a lot, and she seemed like a really good granny. I thought it was great. It had, like, humour and twists. And at the end of, like, some chapters, it has very good cliffhangers. And it was also a bit sad, too. And it was, like, a lot of mix of different things. I'd like to see different things, because if there was just... It was based on one happy story, it wouldn't be that interesting. If it's mixed, I like reading it because you don't know what's going to happen and what they're like. I like that there was humour, and I like that... There was jokes in there that you could laugh at too. It's about Christmas and it's about having a good family spirit on Christmas. I think it's uh, an adventure and also like a magical book and a mysterious book. It has lots of magic in it and they go on lots of adventures. I think someone who likes fiction would be into this. And maybe 9 to 10, 11 age groups, they'd be into this like me. And I know like third class would like this and fourth class and then this. I think it would be a great stocking filler. It's very interesting. And I've got a lot of books in my stocking. And I think this is the best one. Yeah, I think this is one of the most interesting books that I've gotten. And it's about Christmas. So I think it's a great one.
1: My name is William and my age is five. The book I read is called A Thing Called Snow. The author is Yuval Zoma. It's about a hare and a fox looking for snow. They're really good friends. The hare is very good at listening. The fox is very good at sniffing things that are far, is far away. I like the hair the best because the turn told them about to no but they were going to ask him when he was gone so then they went to ask bear in the forest. The bear is nice. The reindeer was called Cat that's quite confusing. I didn't like that. I liked the animals in it, like three two six. I think of three two five. That's the age I think this book is for. I like it
0: because I like animals. I liked reading it. Thanks William for that excellent review of the book, A Thing Called Snow. Now let's hear from seven-year-old Sarah and her dad, Paul. Sarah read Ryan Tuberty's book, The First Christmas Jumper. And that's something Ryan knows a thing or two about. He's worn an awful lot of them on the toy show. Let's see what Sarah made of the book. It's about a sheep who loves making lists, and she
4: loves making ones about Christmas. She's rainbow.
3: What characters are in the book, and what are they like?
4: So Hillary, Santa, the farmer, the farmer's wife, and a sheep called Brian.
3: Did you enjoy reading the book?
4: Yeah, I did, because I liked the way that she got to see Santa, and it was the first Christmas jump forever and hillary like because she she was making the first christmas jump forever. and i said i was ruined by ryan topherty
3: <laughs> <laughs> what type of book is this is it a magical a fantasy A
4: magical one it's a
3: magical book what type of, of readers do you think might enjoy this book
4: i think most types of readers would
3: what age group do you think they would be
4: maybe six five seven or something like that
3: okay so and how old are you sir? Do you think Hilary the Sheep would make a good Christmas guest at your house?
4: Yes, because she's really fluffy it said in the book and she would be good if he wanted a blanket.
3: (laughs) You want to turn the sheep into a blanket? Yeah. Do you think the book would make a good stocking filler? If Santa was to leave that in somebody's stocking do you think they would be happy?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think they would. They got this book in the stocking.
3: Do you have a Christmas jumper?
4: Yes, I do. One of them is like three gingerbread men holding on, on a chain. And the other one is a reindeer.
0: Thanks, Sarah. Now we've got Max reviewing the book Finding Nutmeg by Greg Clark, who we chat to a little bit later in the show. Let's find out what Max thought of the book.
5: Hi, my name is Max and I'm Seven. The book is called Finding Nutmeg and it is written by Greg Clark. It's about him, he finds a coin in a river while he's looking for coal and brings it up and it says S on the front and please return to nutmeg on the back. So, then he just trolls into the uh, North Pole It's about him helping other people and my favourite characters are Sweepy, Stablehead Elf and Nutmeg. And why do you like Sweepy? Because he likes rock and roll and dislikes his bad reindeer breath. His golden rule is always clean up after yourself.
6: Nutmeg you liked as well? I
5: liked him because... he likes happy elves and a happy Santa. He dislikes bad timekeeping. His golden rule is always do your best. And um, Did you enjoy reading the book? Yes. My very favourite thing was the bit where he meets Sweepy. It's kind of magical. I think if the mommy's read it to the children, it would be five-year-olds. But, but if you're reading it yourself, seven or
0: eight thanks Max and thank you to all of our reviewers who were hard at work all December reading all of those Christmas titles for us well up next we're chatting to Greg Clark who wrote that book that Max enjoyed so much Finding Nutmeg but first let's have another go at getting through to Santa let's see switchboard number let's hope those gremlins don't steer us wrong Again. Hi, I'm ringing back because I was put through to the wrong number. I'm still pulling fluff out of my ears from listening to the Easter Bunny. I'm looking to speak to Santa for my podcast, please.
3: One minute, please.
0: Okay, well, you better not connect me to the wrong person this time because I swear.
3: (laughs) Hold,
7: please. Please hold. Your call is being transferred. (laughs)
8: You've reached the phone of the Boogeyman.
9: The Boogeyman?
8: Oh,
0: <laughs> these gremlins are the
8: How are you doing today?
0: Oh, I'm fine, thanks.
8: Just kidding. This is an automated message. Oh, I <laughs> so for I bet you really thought you were talking to the Boogeyman. You have once again been tricked by the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> okay, enough evil laughing. Let's get down to boogie business. If you want help scaring your brothers and sisters, press 1 now. If you want to order a nasty surprise for under your teacher's bed, Press two. If you want to wreak havoc and chaos on a global scale this Christmas, press three. If you want a signed autograph of me, press four. Wait, are you sure you don't want to press four?
6: Yes, I'm sure.
8: Why don't you love me? (laughs) Oh, really? doesn't mean I don't have feelings.
0: Oh, he's so needy.
8: If you want to hang up, press 5. You have pressed 5. You want to hang up on the boogeyman. Well, you can't. You will now be placed on hold for all eternity. Thank you for calling the boogey hotline and have a terrible day
0: oh the boogeyman is the absolute worst i hate being put on hold for all eternity well i'm gonna try one more time and see if those pesky gremlins play ball but in the meantime let's chat to greg clark who has some very close ties to santa claus
7: My name is Greg Clark. I'm a native of Limerick City and um, the author of Finding Nutmeg. My day job is managing director of Magic Hammer Events, and we do a number of live events from Easter, Halloween, and uh, Christmas. Christmas pretty much lasts all year in my house.
0: So when you say Christmas lasts all year in your house, what does that mean? I mean are we do we have decorations and jumpers and, and jingle bells all the way?
7: Yeah, you well you wouldn't not necessarily have decorations all over but you'll always find the odd jingle bell floating around <laughs> the place, either in the back seat of a car or just in the sitting room
0: and you have a very very interesting job and in fact your whole family have very interesting jobs could you explain a bit about what you guys do
7: well I'm um, about 11 years ago now Santa Claus contacted us and you know said he needed some setups in Ireland so he could visit the children of Ireland so in conjunction with Santa and his head elf nutmeg we got together some plans and um, to make sure that Santa had his correct house here that he could meet children in So again, with Santa, we've been working hand in hand or glove in glove with him for the last 10 years to bring the magic of Santa home to the children of Ireland. Myself, my wife, my father, my mother, my whole extended family have a hand acting part in getting that all set up from grotto design to um, post office designs to um, making sure the elves' costumes are all as they should be.
0: It kind of sounds like you have the dream job.
7: You know, you get to be quite creative, making sure that we have things that tie in with Santa and that Santa will enjoy, um, reindeer feeder, reindeer food, things like that. And then actually when we get to open up to the public, it's also quite rewarding because, as you can imagine, every five or six minutes you see children interacting with Santa Claus and it's probably one of the happiest times of the year for a lot of kids. When that door opens and they sprint across the living room floor and kind of dive at Santa and give him him a big hug, so it's it's quite uh, heartening to see that kind of day in, day out for a whole month.
0: In a normal year, how would you describe the Santa experience? So I know this year's different.
7: Yeah, well in a normal year, the Santa experience, people would arrive um, with their families and they get checked into an elves waiting area where they're entertained by some elves doing some colouring. And then they get called to start their Santa experience. They would first visit the elves' magical post office where they would meet Stampy the Elf, who would explain how all the letters arrive in from the kids around the world. And then from once Santa has all the letters in from the kids around the world, she then plots out Santa's route around the world for Christmas Eve. So we have a big map on the wall to know exactly where we actually start at Christmas Island. Would you believe? where Santa works his way across the world. And once the post office operation has been explained, um, children travel through a magical tunnel that brings them to the reindeer stable where they meet Sweepy the elephant and a number of reindeer. They find out about the reindeer's fitness, who's in top form, who's going to be top of the uh, queue leading the sleigh. Uh, they find out about the magical reindeer food and also the, some of the reindeer's favorite treats, which is um, carrots and parsnips. Um, and after visiting the stable, they move on to the sleigh station where Santa's sleigh resides. With me crinkly out who explains all the bits and bobs and the technicalities behind the sleigh. And also Santa's flight suit, where uh, the, how it's lined with the new Aculeuleum that keeps them hot in cold countries and cold in hot countries. Then they all get to get on the sleigh and the sleigh goes uh, launched out of the sleigh station with some snow falling on top of you and they arrived in the Arctic, or the North Pole, where they made some polar bears and penguins, who were some of Santa's best friends, and before finally knocking on Santa's front door and uh, meeting him in his fully bespoke Santa's auto, replete with his writing desk and fireplace.
0: That sounds amazing. It's completely magical. And what is going on this year, because I know I have this amazing book in front of me. Is this one way that you have responded to the changes at the moment, or how did that come about?
7: Back in March or April, when some of our Easter events were cancelled, we kind of knew that maybe the writing was on the wall for a different year coming up to Christmas. So first of all, we started putting plans in place for Santa to go online and make sure that he could talk to the children of the world. So. In terms of options for the kids to speak to Santa Claus, we have a virtual Santa, which is a Zoom and live real-time that they can book onto to talk to Santa. We also have a option where Santa will do a pre-recorded video message for the children that can be uh, sent to your inbox and played at any time. Then we have some letters and certificates that Santa Claus writes personal letters out to the children and also the nicest certificates. And... Then lastly, um, I come up with the concept of the book, Finding Nutmeg, which is based around the Santa experience and our years of working in the Santa experience. So um, I just took out my phone one day and I um, said I had a, only the bare bones of an idea in my head really of it. And then it kind of just started happening naturally. And know within about four or five hours, I had four or five pages written. And I kind of just stuck into that over the course of the next few days. And um, what, what transpired, what came out was uh, Finding Nutmeg.
0: Wow, so you've got a whole book done in a few days.
7: Yes, it was actually about three days. And wow. it was,
0: um he's <laughs> a record.
7: Yeah, yeah, it was about three days, and I think maybe it was about 10 or 12 hours each day. I mean, in terms of the writing of the book, I, was, I started writing it almost in prose, and after about the first page, I was boring myself. Um, <laughs> and then I remembered all, all of my favourite children's books, and I realised I didn't need to make this rhyme. So I kind of went back quite quickly and started again. And as I said, within a few hours, I was on to, um, I think it's page eight or nine, where um, Sean has the coin in his hand, um, and he's just for the very first time, and where it says, then all of a sudden the world starts turning with a fizzle and sizzle and a whooshing and whirring. And as quick as it started, it starts to stop with a bing and a boom and a boom and a bop. When I was there, I kind of thought, well, you know, this actually might turn into quite a decent story.
0: Yeah, it's a substantial poem, essentially. It's like an yes. epic poem <laughs> with amazing illustrations. Now you've got two illustrators. You've got Des Langford and Deborah Hilbert. So how did that come about?
7: Well, Des Langford is also a Limerick local, and Des has been working with us for the last 10 years in terms of um, just decorating and painting all of the scenery and coming up with a lot of the characters from both um, Easter, Halloween, and, um, and Christmas. In terms of illustration, I went straight to him because Des has been in the kind of art game for about 35 years, doing everything from comic books to different books. So he came back with the actual creative and line drawings. And then Deborah Hilbert is a colour illustrator, so basically she did all of the, the colouring in, so to speak.
0: That's amazing. We're learning about all kinds of incredible jobs at the moment. So you can work for Santa or you can be a professional colourer in.
9: Correct, yes. That's amazing. I, so I
0: think we've all had our minds expanded. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I could colour in very well. I could keep it all within the lines. Yeah. I, think I, I think I'd think i be really good at that. For the kids who are listening and they haven't uh, heard about Sean yet, and they haven't heard about The Magical Adventure, how would you describe, without giving the game away, the story of this book.
7: Well, Sean is a young boy who absolutely loves Christmas, um, and he wakes up every day pretty much wishing that it was Christmas and wishing it was snowing. He goes off to his grandfather's house, which he visits regularly and does a lot of chores around the house, helping his grandfather. His grandfather also loves making and fixing things, and, you know, that was a toy maker himself. Um, and when Sean is gathering coal for his grandfather down the backyard, he finds himself a magical coin that is glimmering and shimmering in a stream. And once he picks up that coin, Uh, magical things start to happen and he's transported by way of some magical elf doors and meeting a whole host of characters from there on in.
0: And who do you think would really enjoy this book? What kind of age group and what kind of kids?
7: Everyone really. I think everyone from age one to 100 will enjoy the the Christmas story. Um, I think children probably, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten will love reading it by themselves. I think children a little bit younger will like it's being read to them and I know from all of the adults even that have bought the book so far for their children that told me they, they've read it all very enjoyably first um, and then read it to the kids afterwards yeah I think it's kind of really a book for everyone kind of a, a, a something that hopefully that can be taken out kind of every Christmas to be read
0: it's a lovely every Christmas but I think it's especially lovely this Christmas when we're not kind of going out and about it's lovely to bring a little bit of Christmas home it's such a really nice thing to do So I'm wondering, what are the biggest changes for you guys working for Santa in 2020?
7: You're absolutely correct there. That was one of the main reasons for doing the book was to be able to bring the magic of Santa and the Santa experience into people's homes. With the book itself, again, you kind of get to venture into the Elves Post Office, the slave station, the stable, which are all pretty much look almost exactly as they do here in the Santa experience.
0: And you mightn't have talked about this too much, but I was just very curious. Um, how does Santa's face mask work with his beard? It's
7: a lovely kind of red silk face mask. He gets the silk one because it's the material, it's, it's much more breathable, and it's also I think, hypoallergenic, so it's quite clean. It's a lovely kind of a dark red face mask that he does wear as much as possible around all of the elves, and any time he's interacting with other people, except for maybe Mrs. Claus. They're quite close. Um, (laughs) He's interacting with the reindeer, he makes sure because he wants to keep everyone safe.
0: And you're basically a professional Christmas celebrator and you work directly for Santa. So I'm wondering, what is your favorite Christmas tradition?
7: Jokingly eating the leftover ham after Christmas, but no, my favorite Christmas tradition is probably, I mean, taking down the decorations. I think that's when you really know that Christmas is about to start.
0: And what's your favorite Christmas movie?
7: When I was younger, it was Santa Claus the movie and recently, um, Arthur Christmas.
0: What's your favorite Christmas carol?
7: I think Santa Claus is coming to town.
0: Classic. Have you always been on the nice list?
7: Uh, I, I think I thought I'd always been on the nice list, but um, you know, as you know yourself, we can't. We're not always um, the best all year round. I'm, I'm sure I was threatened with a lump of coal from time to time <laughs> when I was younger. Um, I don't know if I ever actually received it.
0: Where can yep. kids go to find out about the Santa Experience and about finding that and about all your amazing Christmas activities?
7: They can visit SantaExperience.ie, where you can book a virtual visit with Santa, a pre-recorded personal video with Santa. Um, or a personal letter and certificate from Santa Claus. And you can also purchase our lovely activity book, which goes well with our book Finding Nutmeg. And the book Finding Nutmeg can be found on findingnutmeg.ie or dunstores.ie. And we also have a gift box, which includes all of our gifts, the book, the activity book, the letters, certs, and some reindeer food that can also be purchased via santexperience.ie.
0: And very importantly, I can't let you go without asking, are you pro or anti Brussels sprouts?
7: I have just say I'm anti-Russell Sprouts.
0: Okay, that's fair enough.
7: I've tried, I've tried, and I've tried again, but um, unfortunately, no, I, I just can't try anymore.
9: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, one last time, one last attempt to chat to Santa. Here we go. Hi, listen. I've had it up to here. I just spent all of eternity on hold to the boogeyman, and I'm really fed up with your nonsense.
9: Got a problem?
0: It, i it set up with my
8: manager.
0: Maybe I will. Put me through to the Tooth Fairy. Instantly.
9: No. No. Anything but her. Not the Tooth Fairy. She's all sweetness and light and happy surprises under your pillow. I'll do anything you say.
0: Well, put me through to Santa, then. And no more messing.
3: On call to Santa, coming right up. Hold, please.
0: Please hold. Your call is being transferred.
9: Hello. This is Santa.
0: Santa! At last! You have no idea the trouble I had to go to to reach you. Uh,
9: Have those phone gremlins been wreaking havoc at the switchboard again? They had me on hold to the boogeyman for all eternity last night, and all I wanted was to order a Brussels sprout pizza with a side of cranberry sauce. I'll see to it they get a sack full of coal if this nonsense continues, although they'd probably enjoy that, the little buggers.
0: (laughs) I have a feeling they would, all right. Listen, Santa, it's great to finally chat to you. Can you share a special message with the children of Ireland for Christmas 2020 for our We Love Books podcast?
9: Well, children... It's been an unusual year. I know things have been different for all of you, but Santa has been watching, and I've seen your great efforts to keep the coronavirus at bay. I've seen you playing with little brothers and sisters. I've seen you helping about the house. I've seen you reading away very quietly at home and doing your work when the schools were closed. And I want you to know that all of those extra efforts are very much appreciated by your family, and of course by me. I know it hasn't been easy, so I'll be sure to sprinkle some extra magic dust over all of your houses as I fly over Ireland on Christmas Eve. Oh, and don't forget to leave out a little treat for Rudolph and the reindeer, and maybe a little something for old Saint Nick too.
0: (laughs) They won't. Listen, Santa, I know you're crazy busy at the moment, so I really appreciate you taking the time to chat to us today. You have a great Christmas 2020, and I'll be looking forward to waking up on Christmas morning.
9: I'll be sure to leave a big stack of books under the tree. Ho, ho, ho. Happy reading.
0: Success, finally. I knew we'd get there in the end. Well, speaking of the end, we've nearly come to the end of the show. And as always, we finish with a story written by one of you guys. Twelve-year-old Jules has written a very festive tale for us about two little gingerbread people off on a big adventure.
6: Gingerbread One by Jules Star In this small country bakery, two little gingerbread people came to life, straight after the oven door opened. Once they cooled down, they looked around. The gingerbread boy looked across to the gingerbread girl beside him. Hi, I'm Martin. The other one said, Hi, I'm Luna. At the same time, they both got the same thought. They're always to get to the place called Candyland, their rightful home. They jumped off the tray, well, more like peeled themselves off, whilst the baker was working on the next batch. They grabbed some supplies of sugar and icing and settled. Unfortunately, when Ashin jumped from the kitchen counter, he hurt his eye when the top of it crumbled away. Quick-thinkingly, Luna took some icing. Gingerly, she smoothed the icing all along the injury and Ashin was back into one piece again. Thanks, I feel as good as new, said Ashin, and off they slid under the door. Now, when I say slid, I literally mean slipping all over the floor, over the flour and sugar. Once outside the deserted lane, Luna asked, which way is Candyland exactly? Ushin said, second tree to the right and straight on till morning. How do you know that? Says Luna. It's in my gingerbread crumbs, replied Oshin. Can't you feel the voice? Then they turned down to Wheatley Street. T'was a busy Saturday morning in Greentown with kids and their parents busily shopping for Christmas gifts and treats. all wearing masks, of course. Not wanting to be seen, the two slipped into a dark drain on the side of the road. They started walking in the drain. Luckily it had been dry and their feet didn't get soggy. Suddenly, they heard a soft, squeaking sound. Curiously, they turned around to see a large set of pointed teeth behind them, each attached to a dark, moving body. Together in unison, they cried, RAT! And not any rat, a hungry rat that clearly liked the smell of gingerbread. So they made even more of a run for it, stumbling faster than ever before. Luna shouted, Use the icing, Ushin! Watch me! She put the icing on her hands and stuck them into the walls and climbed to the ceiling like a spider and Ushin followed suit. The rats snapped at them, hopefully, and eventually admitted defeat and finally the rats slinked away. They climbed up the next drain pipe and hopped out of the murky tunnel, out onto the outskirts of town. Which way now? said Luna. They closed their eyes and inside their gingerbread heads, they could see a bright golden light. Exactly two trees to the right of the drain. And they knew to walk towards it. Together they said, Follow the light. They magically avoided all sorts of obstacles, such as dogs, cats, kids and litters, rocks, rivers. Eventually they could see the source of the light. Their main entrance to Candyland town, and they could feel the beacon a little closer, calling to them. They hijacked the Royal kids' remote control car and set off towards the beacon. They both knew that Candy Land was waiting for them. After half an hour, they unfortunately hit a rabbit burrow, and they flung the two gingerbread kids out and they landed on a leaf which broke their fall. They would now have to continue on foot. Luna tried to command a Rabbit to ride, but the rabbit was too fast for them. On they continued, and then, there in front of them, a crack appeared in the ground. As they looked inside, they saw a very festive place. It was Candyland. Excitement surged through Ushin and Luna as they hopped into it. Suddenly, they appeared in a large hallway. The gingerbread men and women greeted and had congratulated them as they walked past. Outside the main door, they saw a village, and through the crowd, they could make out two houses. Above the doors, they said Luna's house and above the other, Ushin's house. They ran towards the houses, but then stopped when they saw the icing and sugar fountain. Ashin and Luna lived there, happily ever after.
0: Thanks, Jules, for that fantastical festive tale. Well, that about wraps up our We Love Books Christmas special. We had reviews, interviews, and even a chat with Santa after a few false starts (laughs) A big thanks to everybody who helped make this show possible Thank you to all of our fab kids who chatted to us this episode and big thanks to all the parents who worked hard to make it happen especially during these COVID times Thanks also to Nikki Coughlin Sheila Dempsey Eric Threlfall Stephen Daly and to Santa himself of course No thanks whatsoever to the phone gremlins but hey we got there in the end third time lucky Hard I'm Neve Bennett this is a we love books Christmas special 2020 and until next time happy reading and happy
9: Christmas ho, ho, ho. happy reading